Alright, fact checkers, it is a brand new year, but we've got the same great coffee sponsor. So if you head over to Fox and Sons Coffee and use the promo code FCT for fact check this, you get 15% off any order of $25 or more. Also, be sure to check out the new blends that Steve's got over there. We've got the Den Blend 2 Electric Boogaloo. This is a medium roast coffee. If the dark roast was a little too robust for you, but the light was not quite getting what you needed, check out the medium roast. It is fantastic. And also, they've got a brand new one. It's the Costa Rica Honey Prep. Now, this is the same great coffee, but with a little bit of a floral aroma. You're going to really want to check this one out. So head over to Fox and Sons Coffee and use the promo code FCT at checkout to get that 15% off any order over $25. Let's get started. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast, and it's time for part four of the four-part series looking at the gay Georgia couple who adopted a pair of brothers and then proceeded to sexually assault, uh, video themselves doing it, and invite other people to join. Uh, this is the this is the fourth part of uh, Mia Cathell's uh, four part investigative series on Town Hall, looking into this whole uh, fucked up situation and the uh, the case that's being built from it. So let's just jump right in and uh, let's wrap this thing up. This has been a this has been a this has been a tough one to get through. Um, I've done the whole thing over the course of four days. Uh, Y'all have gotten to have it stretched out over a couple of weeks. And it's tough to go through these this, this quickly. But at the same time, I, uh, as tough as some of this stuff is to read, I felt like I kind of needed to go through them quickly for myself because I don't know if I could pick it back up. Uh, like if I did if I did the first one and I had to wait a week before I did the next one, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd have the stomach to pick it back up. And I'm, I'm pretty tough. I'm a pretty tough old bastard uh, by my own assertions. And this thing has been, this stuff is awful. Uh, and anybody who's seen this can attest to like this, this stuff has been awful. Uh, so anyway, here we go. Part four, what's jail like for two accused child rapists? Not nearly as horrific as it should be. Not even close. The fact that they've been in for some months and they're still alive means it is not as bad as it should have been. But I digress. This is part four of a four-part investigative series. Part one laid out the horrifying facts of the child prostitution case. Part two explored the LGBTQ pedophiles ring's reach. And part three shined a spotlight on the state's failure to protect the two little boys from suffering through serial sexual abuse allegedly committed by their gay activist fathers, who became their adoptive parents thanks to Georgia's courts and child welfare system. Today's fourth and final piece details what life is like in jail for these two alleged child rapists, each facing over nine life sentences. They should only face the one, and that's the fucking gas chamber. Since they're being prosecuted as co-defendants, the adoptive fathers are housed separately while in pretrial detainment. 
An out-of-county transfer placed Zachary Zach Jacoby Zulock in Barrow County Detention Center's maximum security unit. Due to the nature of the charges, uh, Zachary appears to be experiencing what's colloquially, colloquially called jail justice, part of an honor code amongst inmates and a branch of justice directed at offenders who would harm children in any way, child murderers, rapists, and molesters, a.k.a. chomos. In terms of the lockup's pecking order, they're the lowest rung on the hierarchical ladder. Meanwhile, the most William Dale Zulock Jr. is contending with is his dietary restrictions in Walton County Jail. Zachary told his relative, who exclusively shared their series of taped jailhouse calls from the fall of 2022 with Town Hall, he's fearful that a fellow cellmate laced his drink. Um, I think someone put something in my drink, Zachary suspected in an October phone call, elucidating. There was a comment made to me last night. Someone tried to give me something, and when I didn't, the way the inmate said it, like, you want another one? And I was like, another one? I've never had another one before. It made my arm and everything go numb, Zachary said. I couldn't move my hands. My fingers were stuck after experiencing stroke-like symptoms. He implored the relative to get his lawyer to free him. I can't have something like this happen again. All, all the bad things that happen to you, you deserve much, much worse. Haldy needs to get me out, Zachary texts the family member through jail ATM. The family member told Zachary the lawyer said his dilemma won't make any difference in being bonded out and that the judge would laugh him out of the courtroom. A month later, Zachary still begged for his defense attorney, Johnny Haldy, to work a deal to get me some kind of bond. Tell DA that I want an ankle monitor and, if required, a low bond, Zachary demanded in a message to a relative. Haldy needs to try everything possible to get us out. I don't know if he can try to get William out, too, with this information or just me. Uh, here's a, a message from... Uh, Zach Zulock to a family member on the outside. So an officer approached me last month about drugs in the dorm. I only gave him a vague answer because it threw me off. Then he told me to contact investigations on this kiosk. Investigations reached out to me and I gave them generic information. They told me to have my attorney call the DA. I can't give information to help them while I'm in here or while I'm here. So holding needs to work a deal to get me out on some kind of bond. The investigator should be calling Haldy, too. Tell DA that I want an ankle monitor and, if required, a low bond amount. You can copy and paste this message to Haldy if you want. Haldy needs to try everything possible to get us out. I don't know if he can try to get William out, too, with this information or just me, but this is a good thing. Like I said, they randomly reached out to me. Somebody's testing him. Uh, anyway. It's not my fault that I got drugged, Zachary messaged his family member. I still need to go to the hospital for stroke evaluation. He had visited a nurse in the jail's medical wing, where staff took blood work and gave Zachary a Benadryl and placed him on anti-inflammatory medication for several days. Zachary believes he was slipped his cellmate's prescription drug for nightmares. After alerting the jail staff of his ordeal, Zachary said he was threatened twice by the cellmate. I was just threatened again, Zachary said, to physically beat me or have someone do it for him. Uh, here's some more of the, the messages, which just, just go through what we just went through. Uh, you can see the messages themselves. I mean, I guess the only thing I can ask 
for is if you can just pray at least regardless zachary asked of the family member it's funny how non-religious people turn to prayer whenever they're at their lowest at another point in one of the telephone exchanges zachary said he bought a bible from the jail's bookstore reading the bible is helping and i think i read the whole thing in 16 days but then i've been rereading it that way i can you know re-understand things and retake things in because it's a lot to take in the first time you read it in the meantime william another uh like other jailbirds has a tablet to text on with a digital library of books to choose from one time the relative checked in with william he was looking forward to an origami do-it-yourself book to keep my mind off things but it's not always a state of zen for william who's also in maximum security and temporarily let out of the cell block for a four-hour recreation period in the offender's wreck as it's dubbed gang members drug dealers and murderers bunk together in william's dormitory but they're not allowed in our wreck because if they touch us they get assault charges he explained it just so happens that william is related to one of his cellmates by marriage i'm one of the least troubled ones in here william claimed they don't know how to talk normal they like to yell William said when detainees were shouting in the background of the call. William, who's lactose intolerant and cannot drink the milk at breakfast uh, time or any dairy products offered in the slammer, complained about the soy patties and bologna and cheese sandwiches for lunch, which he doesn't eat. I don't even know a dog would eat those bologna sandwiches. That's how low grade the meat is, fussed William, whose weight is down to 120 pounds. This place is a joke, William snickered, grumbling about the jailhouse's decrepit housing conditions. It's not a fucking five-star hotel, buddy. You are there because you are the scum of the earth. Sorry that they give you basic food that you don't like and the accommodations aren't great. I, I don't feel bad for you whatsoever. <laughs> Yesterday was miserable, William said after seeing the indictment documents they called me up front again for fingerprints and i saw the new charges that they're putting against i'm assuming both of us there's 17 charges the public statement mentioned that there were child porn videos i can imagine there was more than one video that will be a separate count do you think that's what they're doing the relative suggested i'm assuming so william conceded hesitantly william said he's really worried about his spouse's mental well-being I know Zach, Zach's a very emotional person, so I know he's probably locking up and shutting down and not talking. William requested from the relative, well, tell him I love him when you talk to him. I tell him good night and good morning every time, every day. I haven't missed a single day that I tell him good night. All I can say is, uh, I, I don't want to say it, but brace yourself for the truth. I choked up William weeped. Okay, just don't give up on us. He exhorted, breaking down in tears. Later on, signing off, William insisted, if you talk to Zach, tell him I still love him. This is why I'm surprised these guys haven't had any major issues. Like, I don't want to say it, but brace yourself for the truth. They're going to name names. Hopefully. Hopefully. The relative relayed William's message to Zachary. Oh, yeah. Zachary dismissed William's love note. Did you figure out the Instagram thing? Asked Zachary, who wants his Instagram page taken down as rage-filled comments continued to flood his feed. This dude's like true narcissist and very well may be the ringleader of this whole thing. Um, like, he's worried about the money. He's worried about the social media. He ain't worried about kids. He ain't worried about his spouse. He's worried about, like, how does this make me look? A week later, 
William still doted on Zachary. Please tell him I love him and that he is my husband and I'll always worry about him. William texted, texted the family member from the jail's tablet on Intel message, an inmate messaging application. Have you talked to him recently? Try and ask him how his day is and what did he eat? William fretted. Just try to keep him sane. Doing my best to keep my hopes up, William messaged. William also divulged he voted in the 2022 midterm elections by mailing in an absentee ballot. Oh, let Zachary know I got a letter in the mail for an absentee ballot. I mailed it in so I can vote since I'm not convicted yet. See if he got one. <laughs> of course, gays are very concerned about voting. That's the most important thing that they can do. Zachary, who proudly posted, I secured my vote sticker after voting in Battleground Georgia's critical 2022 midterm primaries, revealed on Facebook that he voted for President Joe Biden during the state's primaries in the 2020 presidential election. He later regretted casting his ballot for Biden and wished he backed far-left socialist Senator, Democratic, or Senator Bernie Sanders instead. Zach was a fervent Black Lives, Matter, Black Lives Matter supporter during the 2020 violent Antifa BLM riots, once adding an image of former President Barack Obama with a BLM frame as a temporary Facebook profile picture and making the Obama family as well as BLM graphic, featuring a Pan-African flag, the pride flag, the bisexual flag, and the trans flag, his Facebook cover photos. Cool. That's so much. That's so much. It's got to be a lot of work to uh, virtue signal that hard. I guess it's not a. I guess it's not a virtue signal for these people. It's like it's a sincere religious statement. Uh, what's next? Haldi, the Zulox couple's legal counsel, who waived the preliminary hearing to avoid a judge hearing any more jarring details about the case from the prosecution, has filed a special demur and motion to quash the 17-count indictment in November claiming that the charges don't specify the manner in which the co-defendants allegedly committed the various child sex crimes. Rather, the counts simply state the statutory requisites and or language. The offenses are alleged to have occurred within a 32-month window, the criminal defense lawyer noted, sometime between December 2019 and July 2022. Arrest date. Haldi argued that the prosecution ought to reasonably narrow the range of dates and request an evidentiary hearing on this matter. If an indictment is dismissed as a result of a successful demur, the state does have the ability to reindict the case. Very often, however, the dismissal will afford the, defendant, the defense another opportunity to convince the state of the weakness in its case in an effort to prevent a second indictment, which can lead to an ultimate dismissal of the charges, according to a Georgia trial law lawyer. Under current Georgia law, OCGA 17753.1, if two indictments are dismissed as a result of a special demur or any other legal motion, the state will then be barred from any further prosecution of the co-defendants, who then cannot be charged again. DA Randy McGinley has since filed a motion to disqualify Haldi and move to sever the Zulocks at trial, since they're jointly indicted as co-defendants. McGinley intends to call upon William and Zachary as witnesses in their separate trials, if severed. At first, after agreeing to talk with authorities, Zachary initially blamed William for starting the child sexual abuse of the Zulak boys, according to court records, but William pointed fingers back at Zachary during phone discussions with the relative. There's a lot of stuff that went on that I don't know about, William told the relative when questioned about his and Zachary's taped confessions. Yes, because I mean, like I said, 
There was a lot of stuff going on that I had no idea about, he reiterated. Was Zach the family member clarified? Yeah, William replied. See, this is why I don't I don't know how they could I don't know how they could possibly make a motion with any level of uh like thinking that it's actually going to happen to get any of this stuff dismissed because you have the two of them confessing to more or less everything like there's pretty damning evidence across the board on all of it there is the actual confessions themselves like i don't know where a not guilty plea can come from and i don't know how you could possibly get this thrown out when there's already so much uh stacked against these guys like they should go away for ever and ever and ever never see daylight again period um yeah i mean i don't i just if if these guys get off with nothing then our legal system and our justice system has fucking failed everything that would that would more than prove what a joke the legal system is in this country anybody who's had to take part in the legal system knows that it's a fucking joke but if if these guys get off with this that that is the most damning evidence against our system that could ever be brought because they've they've literally confessed to fucking everything they've confessed to everything like there's no way they can get off with this When they came to our house, I had no idea what was going on, William claimed. William also denied knowing Lawless. I've never even met him. I didn't know the name until then, he alleged. The relative pressed William if he was ever aware of the 2011 child rape case naming Zachary. 2011? I don't know anything about any of that, because that was before me, said William, stressing he didn't start dating Zachary until August of 2013. In addition, McGinley has requested that Judge Jeffrey L. Foster, the judge presiding over the Zulak case, sign off on orders granting limited immunity to William and Zachary to testify against each other at trial, requiring their respective testimonies and stipulating that the then-severed defendants shall not be excused from testifying on the basis of the privilege against self-incrimination. If the request is granted and the Zulaks refuse to testify, the defendants shall be held in contempt of court. Hey, the DA is going to try to put us against each other, William, uh, reacting to McGinley's motions, messaged the relative. Walton County can go to hell if they think they can do that. We will never go against each other, and I know they will lie through their teeth to get us to fight each other. That's all these scum know what to do is lie. Well, they are not going to get their way. The fight is on against them. I know Zachary knows I'm not going to do any such thing. I still stand by with the uh, stand by with the last thing I told him. Hopefully, he remembers. I'm sure he does. LOL. He always remembers. One day, this nightmare will end. William wrote. Uh, there's some stuff that's omitted from the message. Uh, somebody can tell you more. Anyway, uh, not sure what that part is, but. There's more that William had said in here. Um, both of the Zulak co-defendants are due back in court for a motion hearing before Judge Foster on February 1st. So I need to do some follow-up and see what's come of that um, and see how how this thing is proceeding. That's, I really hope to get uh, hope to get the author of the 
of these pieces on so that I can talk to her about the follow-up and, and uh, what's happening with the the case and everything. Um, one of the things that... Now, this is just entirely me postulating on what looks to be going on and how it appears from reading through this stuff. Um, all right, this is like a terrible way to put it, but William kind of seems to be the woman in the relationship, more emotional, more loyalty-driven, and Zachary seems to be um, of a more sociopathic mindset. Um, much more like in in all of the messages with the relative and stuff much more concerned about the social media stuff much more concerned about the money stuff the house stuff like very little talk of the kids very little talk of William it's it's all business and it's all like that's what that's what he's worried about so what they may be trying to do by severing the case and putting kind of pitting the two against each other is uh, Zachary's already shown a willingness to throw William under the bus, whether that was, whether it was true or not, Zachary seems to be willing to, uh, or looking out for his own interest. And if that happens, uh, obviously William knows more than what he's willing to talk about uh, with the relative. It could it could get naming of names and uh, really kind of pushing this thing around. I, it, it'll be interesting to follow the trial, and I can almost guarantee you, mainstream media will not cover it at all. There will be no, there will be no coverage on CNN or MSNBC or even Fox. Probably, like this is not going to make public news because. Because there is the potential that these guys, as much as they've traveled and with what was going on and the suspicious circumstances surrounding their house and their the adoption and everything i'd say suspicious i mean for me from the outside looking in it seems really fucking suspicious so you know with all of that you can't you can't risk covering something like that live and have things come out about people who don't want those things to come out about them so this thing will be uh largely kept under wraps i would suspect until the narrative can be crafted in the correct manner for the public digestion uh anyway yeah that's it that's part four um i will follow up as i find more information and details on this and and try to keep track of it and hopefully hopefully highlight and spotlight this thing so that people know what's going on like this isn't the only place that this is happening this is a very isolated scenario in which it was uh, the people involved got busted. So and this stuff is I mean we talked about the Mastodon stuff before we've talked about the uh, like the child trafficking and the child porn and stuff on Twitter before like this stuff is not new. This stuff is not uncommon unfortunately. And there needs to be a like, supposedly there is a a renewed push to to go after this stuff, to target this stuff, and to take it down and to put people in jail. But how sincere is that effort? Because I mean, we we've, we've never seen 
anything come of the Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell stuff. Uh, we still have yet to see anything come out of the Hunter Biden laptop thing. And a lot of the leaks off of that are pretty fucking damning as far as some of this similar stuff goes. Like, this shit is not uncommon and it's not new and it's not just like, you know, random dudes in small town Georgia. Like, it's big name people with big money going behind these things. And when is something going to actually fucking happen? So stay tuned. Hopefully it hopefully it happens. And if it is, and if it does, I'll be there to cover it and talk about it and plaster it everywhere and hopefully get some eyes on it because this stuff needs to be talked about. That's all I got for today. Uh, check out the daily stuff. Also, um, this as an entire four-part series, I'm going to put it together as one uh, super cut and all four parts are going to be together on a youtube just a long video on youtube that goes through all four of them together um, as much as i don't want to use youtube it is a it is the most useful platform for getting information like this out so there will be a full four-part full series supercut put together that'll go up on youtube sometime in the next couple of days uh, for those of you who are listening for those of you who have been watching on rumble and i've been catching these as i put them out early um it'll be in a couple weeks after the after the final episode drops on the podcast so i'll put the put the super cut up on on youtube and then it can be shared everywhere from there too so thank you all for tuning in for this whole thing um share this everywhere get like make people aware of what's going on it's because it's not just this isolated event thanks everybody We've got a brand new sponsor for 2023, and I am really excited to partner with Agorist Acres. Now, agoristacres.com, you can find over 100 varieties of seeds. They've got vegetables, flowers, all kinds of stuff. They've got heritage brands, everything that you want to start any kind of garden that you need. It's free shipping on any order of $20 or more. They've got cool packaging, and most of the seeds come in a fancy glass vial, no paper envelopes. They accept U.S. dollars and crypto and can easily take either at checkout. Now be sure to head over to agoristacres.com and anything that you get, use the promo code FCT at checkout for 10% off your order. I say all the time that you need to be starting your own garden, you need to be growing your own food, you need to be getting off the grid and becoming less dependent on grocery stores and stuff like that. Agorist Acres is a great first start. They have got everything you need for whatever kind of garden you want. Great people, great product highly recommend. So go check them out.